Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rookler Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Rookler Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief of Real Clear Politics. We had a convention in Washington last night, Tom. The first night of the RNC, Carl, what'd you think? Well, there were highlights and lowlights, uh, as, as there was Start last with your lowlight. Well, I didn't, I didn't get uh, uh, what Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle was going for exactly. And I didn't understand why Donald Trump Jr. was even invited to speak. So, well, I mean, I, I get Donald Trump Jr., but I agree. Kim Kim Gofoy's speech was was just uh, was over the top. I'm actually shocked because she's a broadcast professional. She spent a lot of time on TV. You would think that she would know, but her it was just it was overbearing in your face. It was loud. It was well, she sometimes harsh. Well, in television they call it. She was hot. You know, the hot mic kind of idea. That too. Too much, right? Too much. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, the Dean scream. Howard Dean. Remember in Iowa? A little bit. Well, after 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 he's come, he doesn't win in Iowa, and he's but he's trying to pump up his supporters, and he's yelling, and it's, and then they played tapes of it on the network with a directional mic, which filters out the crowd, and he sounded unhinged. But if you heard it, if you were in the room, and I've seen the tape where the what the sound was in the room. He's shouting to be heard above the crowd. This was the reverse that she sound she, that speech would have worked. I think if the crowd was cheering and drowning her out and she would have been made to her, but instead she's talking to an empty hall. So yeah. the, it was, it was off. All right. So what were your highlights? Well, top, top two or three. The, it's the South Carolina contingent, man. Plus Herschel Walker, <laughs> right? It's Tim Scott. Nikki Haley and Herschel Walker in any order you want. I mean, they were good. They were the, look, this party has been accused of being of Donald Trump's been accused of being a white supremacist. This, the, the appeal is a white, is a white nationalist appeal. Well, it's a funny kind of na- white nationalism. If Nikki Haley, Herschel Walker and Tim Scott are leading the charge, it's nationalism, but they kind of, I thought that was a very effective and they were also a very effective way to meet that criticism. They were also compelling speakers. What did you think? I agree. I, I mean, I really it, Herschel Walker's sort of character uh, witness testimonial for Trump was, I thought, very persuasive and powerful. Um, took that on head on. I thought uh, Tim Scott, you know, his his signature line, you know, from Cotton to Congress in a lifetime was really and, and ended on a really positive, upbeat note, which I think that's what Republicans were, you know, that's what they said they were going to do. And at times they didn't live up to it, but certainly Tim Scott did. Um, I also thought uh, Maximo Alvarez, the uh, Cuban-American gentleman, uh, his speech was really moving as he talked about, you know, being fleeing, his parents fleeing Spain and then Cuba. And he teared up at the end talking about his father. Um, and, and I thought that was a highlight as well. Um well, there Susan Crabtree, who wrote about who wrote about it for us, and it's on our site this morning. She also was struck by that speech, Tom. She thought it was very effective and poignant. I could tell she herself was moved by it. Yeah, um, there were also Carl and you know Molly Hemingway mentioned this on Fox News last night. I mean, one of the interesting things the Democrats had had all these various stars, you know, MCs hosting Eva Longoria. Uh, Republicans had had a lot of sort of ordinary folks that were featured. From you know the woman who had cancer, who who talked about the Trump's um, policy on uh, you know just allowing them to try these experimental drugs, to the Parkland shooting father, uh, you know it was to small business owners, and and I thought some of that was was also um, 
you know, making the case for Republicans again, not only to, to Trump's base, but trying to reach those, you know, squishy moderates or independents or swing voters in some of these states. Um, it seemed like it might have been effective. I mean, I think all in all, the Republicans and also I would say I wasn't sure what we were going to get sort of from from a production standpoint. I, you know, there was this idea that Republicans are pulling this together at the last minute and they didn't know what they were doing. And I thought it could have been a train wreck. I thought it was actually very well produced. I didn't see, you know, many, if, if any, sort of glitches and 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 mistakes. It seemed like it was came off pretty well as far as uh, as far as the production was concerned. Well, I agree with that. The production values were high. You know, they get they get people really know television to make these these documentaries and the RNC rose to the occasion as the DNC did last week. I, I actually, you know, we're one day into the Republicans and as President Trump indicated yesterday when he gave this bizarre plug for Turkey's strongman talking to hostages, it can always can go off the rails at any time when Donald Trump's involved. But so far we've had now five nights of this sort of pseudo convention. They've been to my way of thinking surprisingly watchable and Pretty compelling. So I think, you know, we'll see what happens tonight in the next three nights. But I I it was it was pretty good theater, pretty good political theater, I thought. All right. We'll leave it there. This has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. So enjoy another night. Mm-hmm.